All right, Austin rugby fans, man, you can listen or watch about, I think we're up to about 35 different American based rugby podcasts, but you've chosen to select this one to listen to Alex. It has been like 390 days, 380 days since the last MLR match, but we're finally here Saturday, Saturday, man, March 20th. AGs, yeah. Utah, we're, we're it's here. I mean, we're 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 back. We're back to playing rugby. How exciting is that, man? <laughs> hey, we're on a win streak too. We are. We're, yeah, you're only as good as the last game you played, right? So we're one and exactly, yeah. <laughs> we're one to know. Oh man. Lots to talk about on the podcast this week. It's been, you know, for us here in Austin, it's been really busy. You know, last week, unfortunately, Alex couldn't join us, but Brad, yeah, Bradley Yandel stepped in and did a great job. Really appreciate Brad coming on. And then he did double duty for us because nobody, none of, neither Alex nor I could actually get out to the pitch <laughs> and helped us really have a great week for uh, Austin Rugby Supporters Group Facebook page and also Texas Rugby Monthly, who we work, you know, we work with, obviously, because I'm also one of the three on there. We, we were able to broadcast not just one, but two of the AG preseason matches and technically, and I'll say this now, Alex, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. We pretty much had exclusive rights to all Austin preseason matches. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Preseason broadcast rights, man. I'm calling it now. We've got it. We're going to try to lock it down for next year too. Yeah, let's get sponsors next year. I know. Right. So, I mean, but I mean, how, how great is that to, to know that originally the games weren't going to be broadcast anywhere Nobody would have been able to see some of the great plays, some of the you, you know unique combinations we have out there. But then we can go and do it. Ha- having Grant Cole announce the game on Thursday night, and having you know the AGs versus the Giltinis at home at Bold Stadium, and what was just an absolute we'll call it a Texas shootout, man. And if, I don't even remember the final score is like 40 something, 43, 48, 43, 38. Like we lost in the last minute, but you know, again, for me, it's preseason. I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on preseason matches and what you take away from a scoring, you know, with scoring? Um, well, I think the, the primary takeaway <laughs> is that um, ACDC is, is massively oh popular. On the stadium PA. All right. All right. So we'll, I, uh, uh, so I made, a, I made a comment about it and I do hope it changes for those that didn't watch the AG match from bold stadium on Saturday on Austin rugby supporters or Texas rugby monthly Facebook pages, they, they were just rocking out and it was just loud. I mean, it was really, really loud. I don't know what it was like in stadium, but if you were watching you, like I had to turn it down. Like it was so loud. Um, and it was during the middle of play. And, and I, well, heard, I, think that, I don't know. It's, I think that there was a, um, malfunction or something God, because was there was something like 30, <laughs> it was like the same 30 seconds of thunderstruck about <laughs> 30 times 15, 20 times throughout the course of the game but you know what hey like at least it wasn't it's not like they, at least they weren't playing bon jovi or winger or something oh, winger. Was ACDC and, yeah they could be playing some ter- they could have been playing something really bad too like oh. yeah you know Anyway, I I don't, I don't want to comment on that. It it was the way I did comment on it. I'm not a fan. Like during the run of play, I I don't mind if you want to blast it, you know, during, you know, during stoppages, but God, during the run of play, turn the music off, man. That's, I'm not a fan of it. (laughs) Like I I want to see what's going on. (laughs) So Um, I've I've, I've said my piece. 
Yeah, I was in, I was very impressed with the uh, play, at least in comparison with the first couple of hitouts, which is to be expected. Just yeah. you know, um, I thought the second half. Obviously, I think it, the stream cut out for a little while, so I yeah, we had some technical technical difficulties. That's what happens but, when you're shooting from a from a, a single yeah. a single phone on a tripod, <laughs> right? Um, but I think that in the first half, like ball in hand, we were pretty good. Um, yeah. I just we looked a little shaky um, under the high ball, and then yeah. LA definitely took advantage of that. And I don't know. If it <laughs> also, was also some que- questionable calls uh, about the ball going backwards, dropped out of the high from the high ball, and then yeah. I, th- I think the, yeah. I think the, I think the referees were also. Uh, or the 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 main ref that match, uh, he was maybe a little bit rusty as well. Uh, had some had some uh, hand yeah. signals go not not remember what you know what advantage was <laughs> what a penalty was for hand signals. So wow, uh, it was yeah. a little rough, but but yeah, I I do I think we there were some you know if I want to give takeaways right like so my my first takeaway and I'll ask you your other one your your three here in a, in a minute if you want to think about it my, my first takeaway was. We did. We looked a little bit, you know, ball in hand. You know, I, I think we. I talked about it this last time. We were passing the ball to spaces where people weren't, and maybe we're we're a meter or two away, and we weren't quite lining up right. You know, and I think once we got ball in hand and we were on, you know, basically we we're on the downhill. We had a great run of play, and I thought that there was really good link ups. Um, you know, it, it's. You know, I interviewed Mac Mason, which will be coming up here later in the podcast and, and Mac playing kind of a distributing 12 rather than, you know, because of his size, we don't really have Mac Mason, who's not a super large player uh, playing that, uh, <laughs> that, that crash ball 12, but he's doing a, d- a great job in that attacking formation because he can yeah. recycle back into the 10 spot slot if he needs to, you know, should will or, um, or Kurt, you know, kind of dive dive in there and take the ball up, uh, you know, up for hit up. So, you know, that's kind of my first one is like, we're still kind of, we're still knocking off the rust. I think we're lucky as, as AG, as AG fans to see the team, they've had three hit outs, right? So, you know, three times they've been out for this preseason, other teams, you know, old glory, zero, like new England, one i think you know atlanta they had one like people just they just didn't like with covid scares and everything like they just didn't take the chances so i feel really lucky going into the the first match with three different and three different teams not just you know you know the same team three times like we're the three different teams so that's kind of exciting so that's that's my first one um it's my first and my second one like you know we you know we've been able to have three different matches look kind of shaky and i think you know, my, my third one, you know, kind of taken away from from Saturday was and it's kind of what we've been doing the entire time is we're kind of blending these combinations. Right. We're still trying to figure out who's working well in tandem, who's going to play at 11, who's going to play at, you know, who's going to be 13, who's at 15. And we're moving people around. And of course, you know, in, inside the pack, we've got, you know, with the depth that we have, you know, you're just moving different prop combinations, different hooker prop combinations, different hooker prop prop combinations. Like, and so everybody's just rotating, second rows rotating, back rows rotating. And so we're just still trying to play it. If you go back and watch the match, I'm pretty sure that the entire back line for the Giltinis and that, that being Ghetto, Ashley Cooper, and um, Billy Meeks. Billy Meeks. And, and then, of course, uh, and, and DTH also, um, who's also, who looks, looks fit. He looks really fit. Um, but I think they played the entire match, almost the entire match. 
I think the Meeks, yeah. Meeks, and, Meeks, and Ash and Adam and and Gitto, like they did play the entire match. They were on there. I went back and watched. They were on there until like the 80th minute. So, and, and my mind is like, okay, they're still playing. You know, that we're still trying. We're trying to move things around and figure out how we want to play. They played just the team um, that they have, and so I think they're they're a little bit low on numbers still, um, from what I can tell. And so I think that they may struggle a little bit further down the season as you know wear and tear happens on thirty yeah. four year old, thirty five year old bodies. Is as I yeah I know. I, <laughs> really, um, so what what are yours? I, what what are some things that three things that maybe you've been taking away the, from preseason? I think the very first thing that's like almost unmissable is just you don't even have to watch the ball and play to see that um our forward pack is massive big like boys they, big like boys. we were consider, we are considerably bigger than la um yeah. considerably bigger than houston and we'll be considerably bigger than everybody else in the league like I mean, just between between Jamie and Sebastian, I think that we have the two biggest players in the league. I know that Cam Dodson's uh, not too far away from him. Yossi <laughs> Mahoney's pretty dang big. Um, yeah, but, you know, between yeah, like two of our guys in the in the type five are possibly two of the five biggest players in the <laughs> league. And then you've got um, you know. Patty Ryan coming off the bench and he's huge. Mason Peterson is just a unit. Like yeah. even um, like, and even uh, Hugh Roach isn't a, he's not a huge like guy, like huge. <laughs> yeah. He's just an absolute unit. Like he's a brick house. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, so, I mean, he's, 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 he's two, 240, 243, like 510, 243. Like, dude, man, that's, yeah, he's a that's yeah, stout. That's a yeah. Stout, man. <laughs> he was making a lot of battles too. I, I was really impressed with him. Yeah. They, um, second thing for me, um, uh, is I, I don't love where we're at. Uh, I think defensively, I understand that the guillotinis have, do have like three of Excuse me. the great, well, two of the greatest players to ever play, you know, for the Wallabies, plus Billy yeah. Meeks, who's been a standout in Australia, um, you know, time. unlucky not to be capped. And, um, and then, you know, even DTH Vandermerver has been one of the best wings in the Pro 14 for most of his career. Um, so I understand that, you know, that's a really tough back line to go against, but I didn't. I just didn't see a whole lot of connection uh, defensively. And, yeah. you know, maybe that's it's early in the season. But, you know, I, I felt like they were just kind of playing faster than we could reset um, on defense. And I think that's something that we've got. Because, like, we're not going to struggle for dominant tackles. And we're not going to struggle for winning collisions, especially in the in the forwards. Yeah. It's just that I, I want to see our back line connect a little better and, um, you know, defend as a team. Defensively connect. Uh, your time. Yeah, defensively connect as as a team. And, you know, I think that um, Utah is not going to be the same beast that L.A. was in that department. So it'll be a good chance to kind of tighten those screws this weekend. Um, and then uh, I think the last takeaway for me um, was that we are – pretty good about taking advantage of being inside of the 22. Yes. Um, like a, a start, start comparison from years past. Yeah. Like we're down there and then we finish 
because we've got the, we've got a, an awesome set piece and then we've got a great scrum half that really facilitates well and have manages you know manages the team well in the in the red zone and then we've got guys like uh, McLean Jones and Dom Aquina who are just almost unstoppable from close range that like you've got those scoring threats plus a dominant forward pack and then you know other guys that that are good enough to kind of get over the line and, and actually dot the ball down. And I think that's not necessarily something as fans that we're used to. Yeah, for sure. I think I, I love that you said, you know, obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Don McKenna had what two tries on, on Saturday. Yeah. I think he had, did he have one on Thursday as well? I can't remember. Maybe it was the week before that he scored, but, and then you of course McLean Jones, um, you said from close range, but also if, did you watch? Yeah. The, did you watch the entire Houston match of to the very last minute, until the very last try? <clears throat> Do you remember? Uh, no, not really. So I think we had actually during it. <laughs> Excuse me. So the very last try of that match, you had uh, Will McGee. Basically, they got the ball out, spun it a little bit left. Will from probably the right. Oh yeah, no, a, I, just, the, I did the right the right side of of the uh, of the post, about fifteen meters, fifteen to twenty yeah. meters out. Put a kick on a dime in the try zone and you had McLean Jones literally full extension like you know like think of like a baseball player like diving and making the catch basically he dove and caught it for the try like it was like I'm gonna post it on on social media channels here soon but um that was man it's like try this one of the tries of the season before the season even started and again yeah that was sick if we didn't record that and if we didn't broadcast that live, nobody would have ever seen that. So <laughs> exclusive broadcast rights and broadcast highlights. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And I think, I think that connection and maybe it's, maybe it's the team and kind of the mixing of players. Like if you'd look at the back line and all the different people that we've had moving in and out, just trying to find the right combinations. And I think it is, you know, it's hard in the preseason. It's hard for, for coach Harris and, um, and coach Gerard did you kind of look at it and go, okay, here's how the, here's how we're going to line up, you know, match one, you know, you and I've kind of tried to pick things about it. We've talked about all the different players, um, you know, it, coming up, leading up to the season, didn't talk all the way about the back line, but we can, we can talk about that too. We've got a lot of different players in there, but there's so much to talk about leading up to the first game. Um, we can kind of highlight some of those, <laughs> um, yeah. but I think it's important, you know, that they, they're trying the different combinations. So I, I kind of get why that maybe that, uh, that synergy is not there that you're looking at. Um, Cause I think what you're synerg- what you were talking about, your synergy on defense being connected and being linked together is the same synergy on offense, you know, that I was talking about, like not, you know, passing the ball in space, but to the wrong space, yeah. like two to three meters yeah. short or two to three meters long causing guys to reach out. Um, and I think that kind of hurts us too, which I think it hurt us on sat this past Saturday for the last preseason match was just had a lot of knock-ons still, still kind of a lot of penalties. And, you know, some of those knock-ons were questionable, but I think that we're still the penalty uh, demons still lingering around from, from seasons past because we, we tend to rack up a lot of penalties for, for Austin. So that's, that's yeah. my, that's my thought on, on the matter at least. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but Oh, no, I mean, I think it's pretty exciting, you know, oh, just yeah, to man. see, to go into a season with the expectation that, like, we're going to be in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, and I, th- I think the depth that we talk about, you know, the, the great things going on, that that's what it's all about, right? You know, we're trying to sit down and say, you know, in years past, we're, I, I think Brian Ray made a comment in America, America Rugby News, just in the analysis of the AG saying, you know, we're, we're short in depth in the front row. Um, are we, are we short in depth? Um, I, I don't think so. Um, no, we have three, I, we have three yeah. hookers. We have five, we have five props. Um, and, and that's, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, I know some players are not with the team anymore that were previously with the team. And, um, I, I you know, the team hasn't commented on it. And so I'm not going to comment on it right now. It's, it is unfortunate, but we have five props and five outstanding props in WAPA and Mason Peterson and Larome and Jake Turnbull and in Patty Ryan. I mean, that's, those are five guys that are, we talked to Larome last week, like he's covering both tight and loose. So that's, you basically got three people in each position and then you've got, yeah. three, you got three hookers, you know, and, and Hugh Roach, Robbie Kutze and, and Mason Coke. And so that the sheriff, I think somebody called him on social media today. And I thought that was kind of a funny nickname. So I'll have to ask about that one. But I think that that's, you know, for me, if that's the one downfall, having the depth, like I don't think that we really have that depth. So that's, that's kind of exciting. Um, as far as the wing goes, like there's, there's lots of people moving around and I think, um, you know, Connor Mooneyham has been, you know, he was kind of like a, a last minute pickup because of the Dallas Jackals. Yeah. And man, he's been fantastic. Scored a try in the uh, in the first match yeah. um, against Nola. Um, you know, his first ever run out, you know, kind of for yeah. uh, pro side. And then, you know, he's he's been really outstanding. Like, I really like the way that he plays. It's kind of kind of cool to see him out on the field being the, the, the number one overall pick you know, in, in yeah. the draft, if you will. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's kind of what I've been thinking about is, you know, that that's what the team looks like right now and a depth uh, for the first time ever uh, from Austin team. I'm not really worried about depth. I know that sounds crazy. I'm always, you know, you should always worry a little bit because you know, yeah. you always players are going to get hurt. Always going to happen. If, you know, if you're watching, yeah. the, if you're watching the show or watching the, the guys on television the other day on, uh, was it Fox? I believe, uh, you saw a wrist wrap around Jeff Hassler's, you know, wrist, um, maybe, you know, nothing from the team yet, but it looks like it could be sprained or, or broken wrist as of right now. So that's going to put them out, uh, you know, you know, four to six weeks, maybe if, if not even more, depending on the severity. But again, that's just, that's what I can tell from the television. Um, same with Christian Osberg. It looked like you know, he had a, uh, something, his finger wrapped up as well. Uh, who knows? Do, obviously neither of those guys were in the starting lineups that got brought out. Um, but if we want, yeah, we want to take a, take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk starting lineups. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Sounds, sounds right. good. We'll be right back. Austin fans again we're here we're we're you know the match depending on when you're listening to this this will this drops on the airwaves on Friday afternoon and then of course we're going to try to get the video out to you much faster than we got last week's video out uh technically last week's video came out on Thursday <laughs> which is today the day we're recording so I apologize for that but that's the uh that, that's one of the downfalls of of doing your own podcast is nobody does that work for you. You got to do it all yourself. So, yeah. um, but you know, Alex, we, we've got, you know, today the, which is great 48 hours ahead of time. Uh, Austin has 
put out their lineup for uh, for the big home opener against Utah. Unfortunately, I, I keep looking at the iPad. Uh, Utah still has yet to put out their roster, so we don't know who's playing <laughs> for them. Uh, unfortunately, that that that's just how it goes sometimes. Um, so let's kick it off. Let's start. You know, start with uh, that that front row we've been talking about, the depth that we've been talking about. You know, of course, you know, starting off at, at, at loose head, Wapa, Jamie McIntosh. Uh, no surprise there. That was kind of expected. I think you and I both picked yeah. Wapa to start off on that one. Um, yeah. And then uh, going over to, to Hooker, we've got Hugh Roach. So beginning of the season, you and I thought maybe Rob, Robbie could see a start and then uh, and then Roach would come in. So, you know, again, what I was kind of thinking about with, uh, with some of the, the picks for the starting lineup is we have to also remember that there has to be a certain number of American players uh, based players in the in the lineup in the match day 23 uh, according to mlr rules i don't know the exact rules but i know there has to be a certain number of players <laughs> so if oh, you know, do you know the exact do, do you know the exact rules <clears throat> no no idea <laughs> i'm not even clear. No, no. and then i don't think anyone really knows i don't think anybody really knows i know that there is a certain like number i'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh 10 and that's you uh, that is uh u.s and canadian players maybe 10 so yeah. um uh, and then finally uh mason peterson so Mason, you know, so Jamie, Hugh, and Mason in that front row. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, super exciting. Um, obviously, Jamie McIntosh, one of the best, one of the best dudes in the business, um, game wise, and just dudes, just dudes in <laughs> all general. Hey, <laughs> dude. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's. It's amazing that he's into his upper thirties and he still goes. 70 plus minutes he looks fit right yeah so 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 he, here's my takeaway right you know and i saw him last year like he's a big dude he looks fitter like a little bit leaner like he like he bulked up muscle i i don't know maybe maybe it's just me but he looked solid so yeah <clears throat> no that's just me uh and then, of course you got hitman you know yeah i mean the thing is that with the way that roach comes off the line and tackles as well i think that you're looking at you know between the between the three of those guys in the front row i would not be surprised if there's you know eight to ten dominant dominant behind the game line tackles yeah um, dominant tackles on saturday so i i just i love that front row it's good in the set piece it's good in open play and it's mean yeah and i think that that just that's just how you that's how you handle handle your business in the front row. Yeah, good stuff. All right, moving on to the uh moving on to the the engine room as they call it. Uh, yeah. you know, Sebastian DeChavez, we both kind of called that one. No no big surprise. Got named vice captain. Uh so congratulations to Seba- right. Sebastian. Um you know, he's Sebastian is one of those players who you know, again, he's got so much experience coming from uh, you know, coming over from London Irish and, and Leicester Tigers. So, you know, good to see Sebastian in there. And then kind of a, I, I wouldn't say a, not a surprise pick if you've been watching the preseason, but a, a bit of a surprise uh, if you go back to what we talked about in the last segment, yeah. you know, knowing that uh, maybe Christian may have gotten injured, um, you know, sometime in the past couple of weeks because he had his finger wrapped up. Uh, Cam, Cameron, Cam Dotson, you know, the, the rookie getting the start at, yeah. in the engine room. So, uh, basically, you've got Sebastian De Chavez at six eight and Cam Dodson at six seven. Those are two powerful war horses going into that second row, man. Um, well, I think Cam definitely did himself some favors too with that what forty five meter. Oh man, he broke. Tri- 
against Houston the preseason. I think one of the things that I'm excited about for Cam Dotson is that he has speed too. Like he's not just a, a big yeah. tall second row. Like I was trying to figure out like who in world rugby that he reminds me of. And I really haven't placed my finger. Remember Tom, do you remember Tom Croft? Yeah. Tom Croft. He's, yeah. I think he's that's, super fast second rower. Yeah. Kind of. And also back Tom Croft played a little back row as back well. Right I think too. that's, yeah, that's kind of who Cam Dodson reminds me of. All right. So, so yeah, so you're you know been that that tight five with you know, Whopper Roach, uh, Mason Peterson, Sebastian Deshavitz, and Cam Donson. Our loose forwards are Mo Abdominen at six, McLean Jones at seven, and Domakina at eight. Alex, Coach Harris must listen to the podcast when we say Domakina yeah. needs to play eight. Coach Harris, big shout out to you. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks for taking our yep. advice. <laughs> oh man, how exciting is that loose forward trio? Oh my God. Um, you know, you said um, Jamie McIntosh looks leaner this year. Yeah. Um, in a good way. Uh, I think Dom Aquino looks bigger yeah. in a good way. Like, like he is, like he doesn't look like, you know, a, a collegiate cornerback like he was anymore. He's looking more like, you know, a NFL, yeah. NFL safety <laughs> type of guys. And he just, I mean, he's already was, one of the most athletic guys in the league. And now I just can More see strength. like, he's going to barrel over stronger. people. He looks stronger and he also looks more um, comfortable, like almost like expressing himself besides just, I'm going to tuck it in one arm and run. Yeah. You know, I think he's like, just starting to bit by bit, like just add tools to his belt. And I really think that like the Domakina we see, Week one is going to be really good. And then the Domakina that we see week 10 is going to be a totally polished and different player. And he's going to be one of the best, one of the best players in the league period. So I, I think, I think the Domakina we're seeing now when I, when I said like he can be like the Ardi Savia of, you know, totally. of USA yeah. rugby, like, I think you're starting to see that size, like he's bulking up and he's just getting bigger and faster and stronger, like, which is hard to say for somebody who runs like a four, three forty uh, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and has a ridiculous vertical. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, and then, you know, McLean Jones, we talked about him a little bit uh, just a few minutes ago. Um, you know, he's somebody you know, I think is going to be really nice in that seven slot. Uh, he's a bigger, he's a bigger guy. He's you know, a little bit stronger. I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to put a hard hit on anybody that tries to go blindside. Yeah, I thought he was just, I thought he was just all around really good too against yep. um, the Giltinis. He just makes makes meters with the ball, like consistently makes his meters, yep. and he just is a is a a hard dude. Yep. Just hits hits people and doesn't lose ground. You know, I think that's he's another- like puts people down right where he hits them. And I think that's going to be really helpful, especially, well, especially, you know, with Mo at six uh, and those two working together. Mo's like a honey badger. A better, yeah. I don't know that there's a better jackler than Mo out, uh, you know, across the league. And so it, I think it's because he's not a big guy, right? He's, he's a little shorter. He's a little stockier. I think we've talked about it, man. It's because he just, he's low to the ground. And when he gets down there, that center, that low center of gravity, he can't, you're, you know, you're not. Well, you know what else he is. You know what else he is. Is he's even though he's thick, he's very flexible, and that enables him to get over the ball without losing balance. Yeah, and he's yeah, he's just really 
damn good at it. It's exciting. So there, there you go, man. That's that's one to eight. McIntosh, Roach, Peterson, DeChavez, Dodson, Abdominan, yep. Jones, and Akina. Yeah. That man, that's love a, it. That's a good lineup Boom. right there. I I think the far forward pack is gonna be like you said, gonna be dominant. It's lineouts are man, our lineouts, super clean. Of course, when you have guys that are, you know, six five to six eight jumping, <laughs> and then Domakina, or you have guys who are five six five and six eight lifting, guys like Domakina who can jump forty something inches yeah. <laughs> in the air, it doesn't hurt. Um, so moving on to kind of you know that really tight connection in nine ten, Pele Cali and Will McGee. What what are your, yeah. your thoughts on that? Are you yawning. <laughs> yeah. Long, long day. Um, hey, we all we, we work work is first and then podcast later. <laughs> yeah. And then rugby practice last. Yeah, rugby practice last. So exactly. yes, yeah, so what, what, uh, what do you think about the selection? You know, obviously Pele Cali came in. You talk I mean you sang his praises for sure. Uh, you know, talking about the way that he manages yeah. and controls the game. Um Will McGee gets the nod over Kurt Morass. Yeah, I think that's the at this stage, I mean, I think that almost the role Kurt Morath has, and I'm not around the team, so I don't know, you know, intimately what's going on, but yeah. I feel like Kurt Morath almost is that steady hand and steady boot that you can always put into the game to kind of, you know, settle things down or if something happens and, you know, Will McGee has to shift to fullback or whatever, you can bring Kurt Morath in and he's super reliable, but at age, what, like 36, 37, I don't know what he is. Uh, It's not that old. I think he's 35. Yeah. 35. Um, You know, I think he just might not be able to play the full 80 minutes in the way that Will McGee can, who's, uh, you know, a bit younger and, has maybe not had the knocks throughout his career. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. sure. I think, and I, I just, I mean, also, I just, I think Will McGee is a good player too. I think that, He's fantastic. I, I don't, think that, I don't think that, you know, really there's a whole lot to it other than that. They're both good. And the coaches just right now kind of fancy Will McGee. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that will, I mean, we, we talked with Will on the podcast. Yeah. I think his playing style is, is fantastic. Yeah. Again, he only got 20 minutes in, in the last, if that 20 minutes in the, in the last game of the season against, uh, against Houston. So it's been good to see him kind of get in there and, and mix it up a little bit. And again, I think he's, he's got a good playing style. I think that's, that's right. I think yeah. he, I think he and, and Pele have a good connection and, and I think there's going to be a really good connection you know, again, I think a lot of these guys do uh, headed out to at, to the 12 and 13 spot in the, in the centers. And, you know, you've got Mac Mason at 12 and we talked about it. And again, interview with Mac Mason coming up right after this. You know, we've got he's playing that distributing 12 and Bryce Campbell, the you know, the the American hero right now. Um, yeah. Captain, come, America. Ca- Captain America and officially announced that he is the captain of the, of the AGs now. So Bryce Campbell is, is this year's captain, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, you know, I know Zinzan had it last year and I think, you know, I, I think it's good. Maybe not good that, you know, they took it, not that Zinzan isn't captain because Zinzan's still kind of ca- captain in our hearts. Right. Um, but I think yeah, that, yeah. I, I think that gives Zinzan still young. Um, Bryce has got that experience, which is, is always helpful for captains. And I think it gives Zinzan a, a chance just to kind of focus less on doing the captaincy thing and to, to yeah, play totally. to, put to play yeah. in great rugby. Like we know Zinzan can. Um, but yeah, so does it Mac Mason, Bryce Campbell at 12 and 13? Um, you know, that, that's a, that 10, nine, 10, 12, 13 combination is going to be lethal, lethal. 
I agree. I, I I'm a big Mac Mason fan. I his play style. Honestly, I love his play style. I don't even remember him while he was at the Waratahs, and I guess that's because he never really got that much time, kind of being stuck behind Foley. Yeah. Um, but just in like the limited amount of you know rugby I've been able to watch him play since he's come over to the U.S., I just feel like he's very much of a uh, almost like a a controller there in the midfield. Just like he he can do, he can carry it well, and he gets his meters. And he's got good footwork, but he seems to make good decisions, um, and he's very comfortable under pressure, which I think is a really yeah. big important, you know, real important thing, especially the higher level you go. I think it's also, you know, as as we kind of chat with him, you know, when I interviewed him, he was he talked a lot about. And again, coming right up after this, uh, he talked a lot about how he, uh, you know, his style of play going back to playing rugby league days. Like he's a big, he's a big rugby league player. And so he's going to be kind of a, a really hard hitting defensive player and like busting that gain line uh, and mm-hmm. stopping people. And I think that that's, you know, again, being a distributing 12, like the style of play that we're seeing is they're playing what's in front of them. And if, you know, if the 10 gets caught up and can't get there, you've got basically, you know, Mac Mason who plays 10, like he is a 10. Yeah. And, and so you got basically two tens at, at 10 and 12, which is pretty exciting. Bryce Campbell, you know, you know, what else can be said about, about Bryce? Like he's a great player. He's got such high pedigree, you know, Indiana guy since we both graduated from Indiana. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, we're really excited to see what he can do uh, on the wings. We've got Cole Davis, which, you know, a former, former Canadian sevens and, uh, and Canada national team winger. And, the number one overall pick, Connor Mooneyham, getting the nod yeah. in, in the starting spot today. Um, pretty excited for that one. And then back, back in the back, our, our mm-hmm. the, the captain of our hearts, Zinzan Ellen Puttick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, we've got two, two of not two only rookies. the two, but also not oh, only two original Austin Elite players, but two Austin Huns players still in the. Uh, Match day starting 15. So that's and, and cool. Zinzan and, and Mason. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Man. And then um, I think it's good, really good too, for Zinni to head back to fullback. Because oh, yeah. I think as much as like, you know, he did you know, the best he could stepping in at 10 last year. I just feel like <laughs> that's not his most comfortable position. I don't think uh, at, at the MLR level, I think that his, well, some of his best abilities are line, picking lines and beating defenders. And as a 10, you don't get to really do that as much, especially yeah. the picking lines part. And I think that fullback is definitely his, that's his bread and butter. And also phenomenal defender back there. So yeah. that's going to be really welcome to have this season. I think Zenny has some of the fastest feet I've ever seen in person like he's just, he's he's so quick-footed and i think the great thing about that is like if you go back and watch all the tries that zinni scored you know for austin in the past it's always come like usually it, you you know last season he had he had a, a try it from the 10 spot but it usually comes from him doing something amazing uh you know on in open play right 
Like, so when he gets yeah, an open yeah. play, it's pretty great. I think, like I said, Connor's Connor's been really great in the preseason. Exciting to see him play. You, you were saying too, I thought you were talking about Connor. Connor and Cam Dotson, two rookies getting a start. Yeah. That's pretty. And, and we got one on the bench too. Uh, you know, Connor straight out of college. Cam Dotson straight out of college. Like that, and, then, and you got another one on the bench. We'll talk about it in a minute. Straight out of college too. Going to be three of them on the on the bench this week. So pretty yeah, exciting. Yeah, you like it. If you are D1A rugby, you've got five players for the AGs starting on Saturday with Mason Peterson, Zinzan, yep. Bryce Campbell, Connor Mooneyham, and Cam Dotson that all played D1A yep. collegiate rugby. So that's a pretty cool Great. feather in the cap. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and then, you know, Cole Davis, again, excited to see Cole Davis. Cole play, he's been playing great. Like, I think he's a, he's a great player. We'll just, yep. just have to wait and see. Uh, on the bench, we've got Again, another one of those uh, uh, players getting their first ever MLR cap straight out of college. That's Mason Coke. It's going to be the um, going to be the second nice. second hooker in there. Uh, was a little bit surprised not to see um, Robbie Kutsi, but again, we've got to balance out sixteen games for a season. So you know, we'll see. He might also he could be carrying injury too. Could be. Could be. I mean, we know some of the, um, you know, Frank Halai is a name that's not on the list too, and could don't know how he's doing. Could be carrying injury. So you got Mason Coke. You've got Lerone White, backup prop, as we've talked about. Patty Ryan, another backup prop. Again, geez, you got a, a USA Eagle coming off the bench. You know, that's pretty yeah, exciting. That's nice. Michael DeWalls had a great spring. Uh, I say about spring training, but great preseason. Yeah. Uh, but Michael DeWalls have a great preseason so far. Don Bailey coming off the bench as well. So there's there's your loose forwards. You've got Marcelo Torrealba. You know, again, we know Marcelo. I have to give a shout out to Chris Shade, who called me out. I was talking to Lerone White on the last podcast, and I said that we had so many players coming back from uh, in their, in their third season. And I forgot Marcelo. So Marcelo, I'm very sorry. Chris shade. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out on that, man. Uh, so yeah, so Marcelo Torrealba and you've got Kurt Morath, as you said, coming off the bench and Roderick waters. So, you know, you talk about a, a, a reserves, you know, the, our finishers as we'll call them, you know, and Kurt Morath, you know, you've got a, a Tongan international, the most cap Tongan, their most sc- points scored for a Tongan international. You've got an American international. Mm-hmm. You've got Roderick Waters. You got Lerome White, who's won, who's won the Shield with Seattle. You got Don Bailey, Marcelo Torrealba, who just had an amazing, you know, season down with with Chile. And you've got two two young guys coming off the bench. How exciting is that? Yeah, very exciting. And you know what else is exciting is um, I don't know what how many fans they're letting in, but the, I mean, they sold out, sold out. Tickets like, like, like 10 days ago. Yeah. So from, for what we understand, because we got Paul Oakenfold, uh, you know, coming into bold stadium to play afterwards. Um, but the AGs t- tickets are sold. Tickets are, I, I think technically sold out. There may be summer, got a couple left in the tri zone, but because of social no. distancing, we are no, no, completely. Oh, I, I, it's cause I actually missed. So I actually missed out on buying a ticket. I actually, had, the Huns have like a hundred well, people going and you missed out. Yeah. Long story. Long story uh, I didn't get my payment in, in time. And I'm sure we can figure out a way. Luckily, to get luckily um, you know, I coached with the Valkyries and the Valkyries also got a whole block of tickets and, Huns. and um, they did a four week, touch tournament and they all instead of six nations they all broke up into four teams they drafted teams and <laughs> um, had the four nations tournament nice and um the the team they had a weird system for like engagement points i don't know how it was calculated but basically like you know who whichever people were the most in, team was the most engaged got free tickets to the game but then also the team that won the tournament got free tickets nice. everyone on the team got 
free tickets and yeah, it was a whole lot of fun. Um, and, helped and, ref you, it. And, you, and you missed out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure but, you'll, I'm sure you'll find your way into the match on Saturday. Yeah, but, but that's that's awesome, yeah, man. They were, uh, yeah, it's cool. They were all playing for free tickets, so that was I thought that was pretty sweet. And I think it's everyone's cool. getting behind the team. Yep, I think I think it's great to see everybody getting behind the team. We're pretty excited about it. It's Saturday, if you can't make it out, it's going to be on KBVO KXAN channel 14, seven o'clock on Saturday. Super exciting. So right after this break, we'll come back with the guest we've been talking about. Mr. Mac Mason. As awesome I said, it's game week. So exciting, man. Uh, it, it feels like it's been years since we had MLR and actually really any full full play of rugby. You know, yeah, we had preseason, but man, God, so excited for Saturday. So excited to see the boys get their first uh, win of the season. So excited to have everything just kind of come together. It seems like things are going really well. I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing a lot of the new faces, you know, get out there and get their first hit out in MLR. And one of those new faces that we have coming onto the podcast today comes from Australia he is none other than Mr. Mac Mason. Mac, what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. Great day in Austin. Yeah, I know. It's beautiful outside. Um, I don't know what day anybody listens or watches, but <laughs> it's, you know, 70-something degrees. I'll let me put that in Celsius real quick. But uh, 30 Celsius? 29 Celsius? Yeah, around that. 27, 27? 28. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, my conversions aren't too bad. I get pretty close. But the only no. problem is it's about 90 mile an hour winds outside right now. <laughs> so uh, storm's going through. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk to Mac about, you know, basically what's going on with you? How have things been since you came to Austin? And how are things going on with the team getting ready for the big game on Saturday against Utah? Yeah, since I got to Austin, it's been really good. I uh, had the snow first up and then <laughs> the weather sort of settled down a little bit. So we got to do a little bit of training, get to know the boys <clears throat> since I've been here and obviously all from different spots in the world and in America itself. So getting to know the lads and, um, yeah, looking looking forward to this weekend against Utah. So we, we've had three trial matches, performed very well, growing well into the season. So, yeah, looking forward to this weekend. For sure. And I think that's that's kind of one of the exciting things you know, for Austin fans is that I feel as though more than any other team, we've actually had more of kind of that real game time experience. I think a couple of teams have had maybe one, maybe two at most, but we've had three really good hit outs that you know, I, I think the, again, coming from just that 25 minute half you know, two 25 minute has against the NOLA side all the way up to, you know, the, the barn burner that we had this past Saturday at bold against in the preseason against the Giltinis. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been good to watch you guys get out there and play. How's it been for you guys like out on the field? How have you felt about, you know, just kind of the progression that you've had the past couple of weeks? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, from that first, first game against NOLA, I think we've grown a lot as a squad and, sort of fixed a few problems along the way that have arose and, and also worked on our strengths. So yeah, it's been really good to have those three quality hit outs before we played this weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back and talk about that. Cause I, I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, just kind of how the team's meshing together, how things are working, how you're working within the team. But I really want to uh, let people know kind of like a little bit about your background. You've got a pretty great pedigree coming and we were talking just before you're actually 
you've got some NR, NRL U20 experience, so some rugby league experience, uh, and some rugby union experience playing with the Waratahs. Uh, walk the people through who are listening and watching kind of your path to, to Austin. Uh, yeah, so I left left school, went straight to Melbourne. Um, yeah, played rugby league down there for a year and a bit. And I went back to my home state in Queensland, went to the Reds for a year, but that was Aussie 20s. So, yeah, tra- didn't really play too much there. So I went, I think we played our World Cup in Manchester that year mm-hmm. and then um, went to the Waratahs for the last four years and been there ever since. And then COVID hit and I, <laughs> I went I went home for a, for a little while and then, yeah, ended up here at the start of, start of this year. So, yeah, it's yeah. been a long journey, but... Yeah, I'm here now, so I'm really excited. <laughs> That's exciting. I, I think, you know, when when you were announced, a lot of people were, you know, some people knew who you were. You do have super rugby experience. You, you, you've you played, um, you know, playing in the Waratahs squad. You played, you know, your cap, uh, vice captain or captain of Waratahs, eh? Uh, oh, I was a bit of both, bit uh, of both. captain a few games in the trial matches and then, yeah, yeah. vice captain. And, captain, uh, so, and I, I think that, you know, when, when people look at it, they, they go, Oh, you know, it's a, so only a limited super rugby experience, but unfortunately you were behind probably one of, you know, he actually was probably one of the best fly halves in the world, you know, for quite some time and still is, is and Bernard Foley, you know, who was kind of playing above you at, at, at the Waratahs. What was that like to kind of learn and kind of study and play against, you know, fully in, in all of those practices and just kind of coming up in, in, as a youth. Yeah. For the first two years, it was really helpful. I reckon probably grew my game to a certain amount, but yeah, then the next two, you sort of really start itching to play a few more yeah. minutes, get on the, get on the pitch a little bit more and get a few more minutes against quality players. Um, so it was really good along the way and he's a great guy too. So it made it a little bit easier sitting yeah. behind him learning. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad, but um, there was pros and cons to it for sure. Oh, sure. I can. I think that's a lot. You know, you talk to a lot of athletes and they say, you know, I, I just want to get my chance to get up there and I want to show myself off in, in those, uh, you know, in those t- test starts, if you will, and kind of getting in front of the the, the top, top level play, you know, iron sh- sharpens iron type of thing, right? Mm. Yeah. And so I think that, that's pretty much how I felt. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, I guess, but it's also lucky for us because now that you kind of brings you here and, you know, you, you came into a squad and your, your natural position has been, you know, at fly half. And of course we've got, you know, two other fly halves who are both international mm-hmm. players, but the past couple of weeks you've been playing at, uh, at 12. What, what was that kind of, what was that shift like for you? Are you, you liking playing at inside or have you, or you prefer kind of playing at 10? No, I'm really enjoying it actually. Um, at the start, um, Mark Gerard said, oh, probably looking at you at 12 at the moment. Um, just cause we obviously have Will and Curdy there as well as in the fly half position. So I was, I was open to play wherever they needed and the style of rugby that we are looking to play is really entertaining, really upbeat. Um, it's sort of, requires at least two two playmakers on the pitch at one time so yeah um no it's been really good i've, I've enjoyed the shift and um yeah looking forward to getting out there this weekend and <laughs> throwing, throwing the ball around yeah right no it's, it's it's good i think that's one of the you know when you talk to people who 
you know, they, they kind of they, they kind of put 12s in two different pockets. You know, some call it just the the crashing 12. You know, they, you just throw the ball to them and they just dive in and, and get you a couple meters and try to break, break, you know, break away or break through that, that gain line. Uh, and then they have the distributing 12 where, you know, you're you kind of see it as a second playmaker. You see yourself more as that that distributing 12, getting it to out, out to out to the uh, the guys on the outside of you like Bryce Campbell and Frank Halai. Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely more <laughs> distributing twelve. You, you, you don't want you don't want to be your your size. You know, for those, uh, you're correct. You can correct me if they're wrong. Five eleven. No, not the biggest. Yeah, yeah, not the biggest. <laughs> not, the, not, not, not the not the biggest twelve in the game, but that's okay. We're <laughs> uh, elusive, right? Like you can be quick, yeah, quick yeah. and agile and, and sidestep everybody. But as far as you know, being that distributing twelve. How do you feel about some of the guys that are outside of you that you get to you know, kind of get that ball to and, and get going down the field? Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Um, some boys are very athletic, like Rod Waters, for example, just <laughs> crazy, crazy athlete in general. And, and Bryce Campbell, obviously a big man, lifts a lot of weight in the gym. And then Frankie, <laughs> yeah, so Eve Connor, um, yeah. there's a lot of really different attributes that those guys bring to the bring to the team. And the more time they spend with the ball in their hand, the better for the team. Yeah, that's awesome. It, you know, kind of talking about that, the style of play and everything you you were mentioning, what is it about that, you know, this this attacking style that really entices you? Uh, just play with what you see a bit. Um, you're not so restrained, restrained, restricted, sorry, um, by the, <laughs> by the um, uh, structure as much. So you can you can sort of pick and pick and choose what you play. And, and um, we're looking to play an expansive, exciting brand of rugby over here. Yeah. You know, when, when you came over, obviously you've got a lot, a lot of experience, you know, both in, in NRL and in, in super rugby. Did you kind of think that you were going to come over and, and maybe instill some knowledge that you have learned? Cause we always talk to guys and say, everybody has, different aspects about the game that they know that they can help teach somebody else. What's kind of one thing that you think you've brought over to teach someone on the team? And what's one big thing that you've learned from somebody on, on the team right now that, that maybe you didn't know, you know, that, that you've learned since you've been here. Uh, probably off the field's probably been the biggest thing. Uh, just knowing when to switch on and switch off Yeah, over here is a little bit easier than back, back in Australia, just because you don't have that, massive media presence and you're always in the spotlight listen this like is the, the podcast is massive media i don't know if you know me. Huge. <laughs> I, I don't know if you if you saw our post on instagram we now have 18 followers and listeners in australia that's 10 in new south wales alone so, <laughs> so and that's better than 17 ma- so that's massive <laughs> no but yeah, I, so I, I that's what you're probably saying. been you the biggest thing yeah. nah, all good so, so no massive media here we're trying we, we're trying to push it there it's nah. just going to take some time yeah and it's definitely growing over here so it's been yeah even just getting away getting getting connected with a lot of the boys because um we're not all from Austin itself, so uh, no, no one really. Actually, knows no one is from Austin themselves. I don't think. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. So, so, so nah. yeah. So, so switch, switching off is kind of the one, one of the things you've learned. Have you? Do you think you yeah. you've kind of brought something over from Australia that people have kind of picked up on, or any, you know, just anything that you've been able to kind of work with? Maybe some of the American players who who don't have as much experience, you know, playing, you know, seasoned as as you are. 
Um, I wouldn't say so much. It's sort of helping coaching as well. Like yeah. with Sam and Mark there, both, both Aussies. Um, yeah, it's helping the American boys understand the game a little bit more and also taking like some of the things that they see because they, they're so fresh to the game, some of them, that it's probably a really good way to look at the game, just starting all over again. So, yeah, yeah it's wor- working both ways for sure. Oh, that's awesome. You know, obviously you said, you know, Sam and Mark, you know, two big players, both in, well, Mark in, in, in union, but also Sam in, in league and union over in Australia, you know, growing up, obviously I, you know, you would have probably, you would have watched Mark, you know, play for the Wallabies and, you know, you may, may have watched Sam play as well um, for New South Wales. And then also uh, for Manly and the Sea Eagles and stuff, but who were some of the people that you really admired and who you kind of, you know, as, as, as a kid growing up in Australia, who you wanted to be like? Uh, as a kid growing up, I was league all the way through. So okay. it was a bit different for me. Um, sort of watched uh, Darren Lockyer, John Thurston, those guys in rugby league. And then in rugby union, it was probably more Berwick Barnes, okay. even that, that style of player. So nice. I did watch a few of uh, G's games growing up and <laughs> Again, he's a bit bigger, big, bigger man than me. So I um, probably didn't idolize him as much. <laughs> it's because he's a big guy and runs fast too. Like at least he did. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he still does. Like, I mean, he's, he's not, he, he's no, he's no spring, he's no spring chicken, but still, I bet he can get out on their field and lace up, lace up the boots with anybody right now. So yeah, I think he really wants to, too. To I, the I, I honestly think he does too. He, he was I, talking to him recently and I think he's itching. So maybe you see him out in one of the club rugby teams here this year, which would be pretty, yeah, for sure. Pretty, pretty funny. So <laughs> it'll be good. You know, it's, it's interesting. You say like Lockyer and I think, you know, Darren is a, yeah, he was an amazing player. You know, that's again, I'm, I'm one of those rare Americans that watched, a, yeah. watches a lot of rugby league and knows the name. Of that. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, playing in his style is really exciting. What do you think it's going to, do you think with that your, your experience playing league helps you better as a defender in union? Yeah, I think it really does. Um, just even the contact, you do so much more wrestling in, yeah. in league, in training sessions and yeah, just, Bracing your body for the contact, I reckon, really sets you in a good stead for coming across to Union. Yeah. Do, do you feel, I mean, let me ask you this. Like, so one of the things I have this hypothesis that, and I was excited to, you know, hear when we brought Sam over as a coach, I was like, oh, maybe bring some, some rugby league guys over because of the defensive style. It's very up in your face and, you know, you're trying to, you know, meet him you know, a meter or two behind the gain line when you're attack when you're on defense. And so I feel as though like, that league style of defense helps out, you know, when, when you guys are out there and, and that, that style that hopefully that we play, but for offense, you know, obviously, you know, passing is key in rugby league because you have to be a crisp passer and you probably pass, uh, I don't know. I'd say you probably pass ex- exponentially more in a, a league match than you do in a union match. Uh, at least, at least the, the style of passing and the crispness of the passing. Do you think it's, there's an offensive impact as well? Coming, coming from league to union? Yeah, I think it works both ways for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah le- league, league, you sort of sit on one side, you know who you're sitting down, like stopping in the in their defensive t- system. So you can really focus on honing in on one guy or, or honing in on a weak defender. Whereas in union, a lot of people shift. So, But if you talk on the run and know who you're getting at 
and your your outside shoulder can run a short line, then yeah, for sure, I think it balances out both in attack and defense. Nice. Cool. Well, it's, you know, obviously, you know, as we kind of get wrapped up here and stuff, I want to, I'm just going to ask you some really ran- a couple random questions. Sweet. All right. So, so what, what's been your favorite food in Texas so far? Yeah, I get around the Mexican. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Any, anything to do with that fajitas, um, tacos, they're just amazing over here. It's probably a little bit too good. Any, any, any favorite place that you've, you've been able to, to venture to there, you know, any uh, one, one place that says, oh yeah, that's, I gotta get tacos from there. Uh, not really. Um, I sort of like them all. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll pick a favorite place later in the year. I'll let you know. Yeah, exactly. After season's over, when you can, uh, yeah. when, when you can uh, kind of indulge a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let myself go. Torchies tacos, and then there's a place down south, further past Austin, you know, past downtown, uh, called Valentina's Tacos, and they make brisket tacos. And I will give them my praise every single day. Best ta- best tacos <laughs> in the world. So you know. Texas brisket and taco. So <laughs> good stuff. So, okay. Ne- next question on, on the team, who is the biggest character? Oh, character. Yeah. Cole Davies would have to be up there. He's really? a little bit strange. The Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Like a character in both ways. Char- really char- good man. A bit sleepy. He, you don't know if he's there or not, or where he is in the universe. <laughs> where he's th- thinking about something ethereal. And <laughs> all right, so he called Davis biggest character. Who's got the best hair on the team? McLean Jones. Really? Okay. I gotta check his. I, yeah. I haven't seen his hair. Like I, th- I figured everybody usually just says Jeff Hassler. You know, in the nah, past, I, past couple of years, it's been, you know, Mo Abdominen or it's been Domikina, but both of them cut their hair the, over the summer. So, uh, and Jeff gets too much, too much praises already I think for he his does. hair. So. You know, his, the Fabio hair, I think is, is pretty intense. So yeah. <laughs> um, what's the uh, biggest thing you're looking forward to outside of the match on Saturday? Uh, the live music after. Yeah. I think. Are you, are you an Oakenfold yeah, fan? I, I know. Uh, you know, I, I remember like in the, in the press release, like said you grew, grew up on a farm. So I don't know if, yeah. if the dance music really works into your favor. <laughs> no, nah, it doesn't. But, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a massive fan of country music. So that was a, it's a great thing about Austin on the radio. Yeah. Listen to the country music all the time. There's 9,000 9, channels. So <laughs> yeah. How does that, how's that kind of comparison, you know, where you grew up on a farm in, in Australia and then coming here to Texas, which is you know, just a, one, a massive state almost the size of new South Wales, not quite, but, hmm. um, but you know, a lot of that open country, does, does it feel a little bit like home? Yeah, it's definitely doesn't have that real big city vibe here, no. which is good for me uh, coming from the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so that, that has, that has helped a lot. And even it's a bit strange. Like we go to training, you, you still see cattle on the side of the road. So <laughs> yeah, Let, definitely, definitely. Listen, that's you, a pretty good. You can drive downtown near my house and only about a mile away. You can still see cattle on the road. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Texas and it's Austin and it's weird, but that's why we like it. Yeah. Well, Hey man, really appreciate you coming on. You know, obviously we're, you know, we're we're recording this on Wednesday. This will come out on Friday for all of you listening today on Friday. Um, tomorrow's, you know, Saturday is a big day. We're looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing what you get, you and the boys can do out there. Um, tickets still available. Do you know, like, I, I know we've been quickly selling out, but you know, do you know if there are tickets still available? Yeah, I know there's tickets still available, very close to sell, selling out. But yeah. um, 
yeah, I know that reasonable price. So yeah. get out there and support the lads. Five five to twenty. Like you can sit five bucks. You can mm. sit sit in the tri zone. Um, you know, we can it's like it's also a college area. So if you're listening and you're in college and want something to do this weekend, come on out and appreciate it. Get out there. Yeah, exactly. Mac Mason, really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for sitting down and having a chat with us. And uh, we look forward to having you, you you come back on the podcast a little bit later in the season. We can talk about more tacos. Sound good? Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, cheers, Max. Appreciate it. Cheers. Bye. Well, we appreciate having Mac on the show. Alex, as always, it's great, man. Super excited again. Saturday, 7 o'clock, KBVO, if you can't get out to the uh, match, Channel 14. We're really looking forward to it. Thanks for tuning into the podcast this week. Alex, man, you got a score prediction for this week? Yeah, um, I'm going to go um, AG's 38, Utah um, 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to go uh, 38, 21 AGs up to AGs oh, in the Gilgroniac <laughs> Nation. 34, 21, I think. Maybe, eh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with. I, I think the AGs can pull it off. So it's going to be a good, good game. Um, l- looking forward to it. Uh, as always, you guys can follow us on our social media channels, Austin Rugby Supporters. We really appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube page if you're listening on on the Spotify or on uh, Apple iTunes or anything like that. And if you're on Apple, if you're on Spotify, or excuse me, if you're on YouTube watching us, go listen to us on other platforms if you're driving down your car. If you're driving out to the match, we appreciate it. That's Alex Reese. I'm Dustin Zare saying thanks for joining us. And until next time, we'll see you on the pitch. Oh.